I'll say a quick prayer. We're going to roll, okay? Let's do it. Father, Son, and Spirit, we thank you for the gift of getting to podcast and share life together through this. I pray, man, you're honored. I pray your name is glorified. I pray, man, get to walk with you deeper because we get to share some life, talk about what it means to be an LC, talk about what you've done this semester. And uh, yeah, we just offer our voices. We offer our intentions um, and our hearts over to you for you to guide us and lead us in your way and your truth. And let us just love one another. May the love for one another, let it be fun. Let us share from our heart. Let us be lighthearted. Let us be all of it, what you have. Uh, we invite you into this space in this podcast. You know I pray. Amen. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Core Leadership Podcast, a voice to college men at the crossroads of faith and campus life. My name is Kaysen, and I'm the producer of this podcast, as well as the director of communications for Beta Upsilon Chi. And today is a super special episode. It's an exciting episode. It's the last one of our first season of the Core Leadership Podcast. And we have not one guest, not two guests, not three guests. We have five, four five guests. <laughs> We've got five guests here. We have all of our current LC staff, our leadership consultants. You guys want to all just say hey all at once? What's, What's up? up? Oh, hey! We've got Ethan Graham, Hayden Blake, Andrew Kennedy, Mac Farr, and Luke Smith. And it, this is going to be an exciting and fun episode, just talking to them about what their life's been like being a leadership consultant for Bucks and uh, just some of their experiences along the way. So without any further ado, here is your host, Gabe McKinney. Yes, sir. Thank you, Kaysen. Like Kaysen said, there are more guests than we can count and we are excited to have each one of them on. All the LC boys, LC stands for Leadership Consultant, are here. We've had guys who run businesses, we've had men who work in hospitals, we've had church leaders, but these are the one-of-a-kind guys who work full-time for a national Christian fraternity, and anytime someone asks them what they do, they have to struggle through how to explain what they get paid to do. <laughs> so we are way too excited to bring them on. Uh, Fellas, as you already did, you guys got hype. We got excited. Go ahead. Why not? Why don't we go around and give each of you guys a chance to introduce yourselves, who you are, maybe your 40-yard dash time, maybe your high school mascot. Just, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself and say a few things. All right. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Ethan Graham. I come from Little Rock, Arkansas. Went to the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs for life. Woo pig. 40-yard dash. Last time I ran it, I, I don't know if, I think that the, um, whatever they were measuring with, what do you call that? The stopwatch, it wasn't, it couldn't keep up. So it was something like a two flat, maybe two five. It was pretty quick. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm living in Fayetteville, Arkansas, still finishing up my time on staff. Got about two weeks left. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted me to say, Gabe. That's great. Ethan is really, really fast, but more importantly, he spent a year on staff, was going to go to law school, made an audible, has stayed two years, and he is officially leaving. He's going to get married in about 20-something 20, 20 odd days, which we can't get more excited for. And so that's Ethan. We've been thankful for him. So we can go ahead. Hayden Blake, why don't you talk about who you are? I'm Hayden Blake. I'm from Frisco, Texas. Graduated from Legacy Christian Academy, go Eagles. We we go by 60 times in the baseball world, and I ran a 7-8. And 
low, if you're wondering. Um, you can probably find my skills video somewhere on YouTube where the D3 coaches were just salivating over me. But yeah, I went to the University of Oklahoma, pledged in the fall of 2016, graduated in 2020 and hopped on staff. I've been on staff for a year um, and, and rolling off. I'm going to be teaching um, high school history and coaching baseball. Um, in my free time, I like to do a little low stakes sports gambling, hang out with the, with the new wife and uh, take, take my dog on a walk. So that's me. Hayden Blake, otherwise known as HB, is finishing up one year on staff. He's been incredible. We already celebrated him at his wedding, and it was unbelievable to watch somebody's dad get so excited about his son and be more of a bro than any of us combined. It was amazing. Yeah, we can pop it over to Mac. And also, you guys don't have to give your 40-yard dash times. You can do a different kind of intro if you want. You can be free and creative. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? My name is Mac. I went to University of Georgia. Go dogs. I'm from Alpharetta, Georgia. I live in Hotlanta now. Uh, you won't catch me saying that often, but I'll, you know, Hotlanta for you guys, not from the ATL. That's my city. Um, guys like me, basketball centers, we don't run 40-yard times. We just do how many dunks we can get in a row. I had like, you know, 50 or 100 dunks on Ethan in a row this year windmills behind the backs it's it's honestly kind of boring how easy it is so i don't i don't care about numbers because everybody i walk in and guys leave um so i've been on staff for two and a half years now and starting in may i will be what some call unemployed what others might call i got options um so i'm excited to, i've had a great time on staff and i'm just excited for what the future holds with me mac daddy far is I'm sure at some point today going to talk about this van tour part two. He did an incredible job just visiting almost every single Bucks chapter with Case and Asher over here, documenting it all and being a part of it. I wish everyone could see Mac's head right now, but you're actually gonna, you guys are just going to have to envision Mac with a uh, pretty tough haircut, and he needs to keep his hat on because everyone's going to lose it. <laughs> everyone's well. muted right now, but everyone has lost it. <laughs> We want to jump over to Luke Peaches Smith. Talk to us, Luke, real quick. Who are you? Oh, what's up, guys? My name is Luke Smith, aka Peaches, from Indianapolis, Indiana. The good old Midwest means I'm cornbread, corn-fed. Um, loving that that cornfield life. You know, you know what it's about. Covenant Christian High School Warriors was my high school on the west side of Indy. Went to Purdue University, boiler up, hammered down. Um, that's, that's my university in West Lala. I was there from 2016 to 2020, so I graduated last spring. And so hopped on staff uh, starting last summer, and so I'm finishing up year one of LC Life for me. These boys talking about their 40 time. I'm more of the endurance guy. So I actually ran my first marathon a couple weeks ago got wrecked but we're still here we're, we're we're thriving um learning how to pace myself better and and the and the running and in life yeah enjoy running fishing and harmonizing to andrew kennedy whenever i get the chance and getting to worship with him those are some some big hobbies of mine so that's me luke smith so luke is one of the few he's actually the only guy on here outside of me and casein who are stay who's going to stay on staff after this may Ethan, Hayden, Mac, and AK, who's about to do the last intro, they are all heading off of staff, which is wild. And so 
last but not least, man myth legend, the king, the king of kings. Not actually, he's just a king under the king of kings. Whoa. Andrew, <laughs> A.K. Kennedy, talk to us, man. Definitely not the king of kings, but what's <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, I'm Andrew Kennedy, also known as AK. I come from San Antonio, Texas. I went to Texas State University. Eat him up. Go Eat him up. Go. Let's go. Got my boy Casey Astro in here. He knows. He came from the same chapter. Isaiah Chap, we love you. What's up? I pledged in the spring of 2016, graduated in May 2019, got service chaplain and president at my chapter, and then hopped on staff with bucks in june of 2019 and so it's been a great two years love balloon with these boys i don't really do 40 yard dash but like i'll sing the national anthem at whatever sporting event you want me to so i would do that instead i'll even sing you a lullaby or lead worship wherever you want that is my jam so hit me up if you'll fly me out from where i'm about to live which is actually athens georgia then bro i'll come sing wherever you want and that's me Come on. I think uh, we're going to ask you all a few questions. I think Kaysen's even going to help maybe even ask the first question. But before we do that, I want to give a little context for anybody listening of maybe what our team looks like together, what national staff looks like. One, it's been a wild year. COVID hit a little over a year ago. And so that team dynamic and even team time has shifted a ton and looked different. But what's been awesome, thanks to these guys, Big shout out to Mac Farr, who is like, I will travel even if I have to go into debt. Guys made sure that they could go and be with their chapters, love on their guys. And really, like, we can't do much for chapters, but we can be with chapters. And that's our hope, that we'll be with them like Jesus is with us. And we'll walk with those guys and help them lead well. And so what that kind of looks like is when we get together, we get together on Zooms on Mondays. And we get like a little 30-minute, 45-minute check-in call then. We get on Zooms on Fridays. And we do a check-in then. But otherwise, we only get to gather at our big national fraternity gatherings. That's when we get to come together. So we only see each other on Zoom. And then we get to gather at like a president circle or a pledge captain circle or an officer weekend such as a national leadership summit. And we like just in the beginning when we first get together, it's just wild and fun. And even at Hayden's wedding, we all showed up and everyone's like, one, who are all these guys with mustaches? Number two... Like, who are these people and can we hire them out to like other parties and dances and things? And we just have a blast. And so it's a really unique, we make lots of jokes about national staff and BNLC, but it truly is this unique, incredible job and gift. I got to do it a while back and I, I mean, I just love it. It's like this idea of full-time ministry, but also like more than that, we get to work in fraternity and it's beautiful and God's using it. And so just thankful to these guys and excited for them to share some more life and some more of their story and some more of their leadership. And so I think I want to pass it to Kaysen just to drop question one on these guys and see what they want to share. Yeah, sick. Thanks, Gabe. First question, we're going to start off real easy, but also really vague. I'd love to hear from all of you guys. Uh, I'm I'm just a member of Bucks. I don't know what you guys do besides the one time you come visit us for a couple of days. Like, what what is it like to be an LC? What does that really mean? What is included in that besides just coming and booling with the boys? It's a lot of booling for sure. Something I like to say everywhere I go is that we oftentimes put a finger on the pulse of our chapters to find the real heartbeat, which a lot of times can easily be said to be the active members. I mean, we don't know how to serve our chapters if we don't know what's going on or who the guys are or what it's like to be a part of that chapter. And so as an LC, it literally is a job of consulting. We go in, we learn what's going on there, and we just want to partner with our guys to see them thrive and be the best they possibly can be while really abiding by national vision, but giving them freedom to do that in a way that 
uniquely serves them well, if that makes sense. Uh, that's an AK start. It's a strong start. We take a pulse on our chapters, baby. What else we got? Who, how else would y'all describe LC? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it's funny. You'll meet with some random member on one of your visits and they're like, so man, what do you do? And it's like, oh no, I, I work for Bucks. This is my full-time job. Um, and I think part of the contributing factor to that is not only do we go on these chapter visits and have these weekly meetings with staff, we also have several other responsibilities like AK, Luke, Gabe, for example, like handle a lot of our spiritual side of things. Uh, Gabe heading that up, got our ghosty goon boys. Ethan handles a lot of the pledgeship stuff. Mac and Luke also tackled a lot of expansion things. And then I helped out on some admin side of things. And so we are a small staff that has to tackle a lot of responsibilities. And so on top of the traveling and getting to hang out uh, with you guys on campus, a lot of administrative responsibilities that we're trying to tackle at the same time. But the most enjoyable part of our job and the time that we look forward to the most is getting on campus, getting, getting to connect with you guys, and just staying up way too late and having way too much fun with you men. So, Any other LCs want to add to that? Anything else we got to help guys put a little color to the picture of LC? Yeah, really, I'm just in it for the money. And so, <laughs> no, I, um, what I like to tell people when they ask about the function and role of nationals and the national staff is I think our most essential function as a staff and especially as an LC is kind of piggybacking on what AK said. We want to evaluate what the chapter needs and we want to serve them in whatever way we best can, right? And And so... We've had feedback before. I think the exact quote is, is something like, Nationals just wants to control our lives and take our money, I think was what was said at some point. But I think in addition to that, Nationals, really, we want to know what the chapter needs and do whatever we can to serve the chapter. And so LC's job, I think, is largely evaluating what that is and trying to provide that however we can. Not only was that a great answer, but uh, for those of you listening at home, this isn't a video podcast, at least not yet, but I just want you to imagine Ethan walking around in his backyard in the in the sun with his shirt off as he's answering that question, just as all of us are watching here today. Uh, if you know Ethan, that shouldn't surprise you all that much. And when Kaysen says Ethan, he means a semi-fit, just kind of bearded Arkansas man with kind of some hat and hair and about to be a husband. Just getting some sun out of here, man. Just glory. <laughs> Come on. AK saying glory. I mean, I would even add these guys a lot of the time like feels like live out of a duffel bag and are traveling nine to twelve weeks of the semester. They are packing up their bags and jumping on a flight or at least or trying to drive somewhere, showing up, getting a ride, staying on couches, all under the umbrella of our biggest thing is we want to serve college men. We want to find a way that hey. How do we serve you guys like Jesus serves? Because we believe the best way as a national staff and as men a couple years ahead can lead is by serving. And sometimes serving looks like being a friend. Sometimes serving looks like being a coach. Sometimes serving looks like calling someone out. But the best, the only way we can best serve, like I think AK said, is to be with our chapters and understand what's going on and to give ourselves not, you know, just that scripture says not just the gospel, but we share our lives with you. That's kind of like, I think the biggest hope that we try to do. And then on our staff, just the biggest gift to me and to be on staff is like getting to love one another and share what it looks like to serve each other. I think out of how we serve each other, we hope to flow onto our chapters to serve them. So 
I think that gives another little clear picture that these boys, if you didn't know what it meant to like go through pre-check or fly or get randomly screened or forget something or be like, dang, my lotion's too big. Like, man, there's just been all the airport travel issues these boys have had to face. I want to go just outside of the job description for a second. I got asked today or yesterday, I'm on my very last visit ever. I'm here at Purdue. I've probably been on I'm like 30, 40 visits over my two and a half years. For the first time, someone asked me, Mac, describe your job as an LC in one word. And the only thing I could think of was wild. <laughs> all the administrative stuff we do and all the, like, I think the guys before me nailed it, what our job description is. But it is even more than that. The relationships I've made with all my officers, so many of the guys in my chapters, I've made seriously friends with hundreds of guys, really good friends with dozens of guys. We've had so, so much fun on these visits. So it's to the point where I've had so many just wild and crazy and fun experiences that I can't even keep track of them anymore. It's been an absolutely awesome ride. And even just on the staff side, getting to become super, super good friends with the 10 guys on staff and having that weekly community has been huge in my life. So I'm, I'm super thankful to just have this job and have all the crazy life growth, <laughs> maturity development experiences combined with the fun experiences just all the time. Yeah, and I'll add... Um, just, I think looking at the title itself, a leadership consultant and just kind of unpacking that, I think that helps explain what we try to focus on in terms of, you know, as we're consulting men, specifically our leaders, our officers that we work with, with each chapter, we're finding ways to help uh, empower them and equip them to lead their chapters well. And oftentimes it, it takes just another person to talk to and getting um, someone that has that experience or has been able to see other situations from different campuses. And so we get to take, you know, all the different campuses that we do work with and the, the lessons that we hear and that we learn and just being able to provide that specifically to our men and what's, what's working for other chapters, what's being successful, how they can do things maybe in a different way or different strategies. And so really just consulting, pouring in, empowering our guys and specifically in their leadership uh, and just empowering them to take over and, and, and lead their men well uh, as we get to, to pour in specifically to to our officers and our leaders within our own chapters. So that's a really big joy for me in terms of what I get to do and how I get to focus on my officers, consult, help them so that they can lead their guys well. That's awesome, Luke. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I also want to say too, uh, I am not a leadership consultant, but I got a little taste of that life when I was with Mac and Luke and some of all these guys at some point or another was a part of the van tour, van tour 2.0. I will say I could not do that. Uh, you know, we're about to talk about some of their funnest memories from this past semester, but just go into that knowing that these guys work their butts off and uh, they have a lot of fun, but uh, it's still, it's still a tough job. So with that in mind, given credit where credit's due i'd love to hear from all of you guys just like what was your one of your favorite memories from this last semester with a specific chapter or something like that something that happened this semester that you you really are going to take with you for the rest of your life no this can be funny this can be serious this can be just embarrassing this can be haircut related <laughs> um I got to be a part of Van Tour 2.0 very, very briefly. Very briefly. I <laughs> almost took the whole thing down. Shout out my wife for giving me COVID. But I infiltrated the Van Tour. I had COVID. We thought I infected the entire UCO chapter. Shout out to my boys in Edmond, Oklahoma. But 
once I communicated this to Luke and to Brian, and I was like, I needed to rent a car and get on my way back to DFW, Mac and Kaysen were, were camped out at Swasu. And they were like, you know what? We were only in the van. We were at the back of the van when we picked up Hayden. We weren't even close to six feet within him. We were asleep. It doesn't matter. Let's just move on. Let's leave Luke in Edmond, Oklahoma. Hayden's headed back. And so I'll always remember almost accidentally giving the entire UCO chapter COVID. Everyone was healthy and safe. Nobody got it, which is a blessing. But just love that memory that Casey and Mac almost hanging Luke out to dry. But on a serious note, I got to be a part of Tulsa Bucks' initiation this semester, which was super, super special. Just like from a leadership consultant point of view and being on a campus on a visit and getting to, to see just members celebrate new brothers um, in such a stiff, fun and positive way um, was just like a really, really cool moment for me this semester. I will say me and Mac, as soon as we got off the phone with Hayden and Luke, we were like, we can just cut this. <laughs> we looked at each other. We both knew exactly what we were thinking. Uh, we love those boys. But if it, if it meant the survival of the van tour, we were ready to do it. <laughs> Uh, staff's one of just the closest friends, but we will just cold-blooded cut each other out when we need to. We tested negative like, later that day. We said, dude, we are both good. See y'all later. We're not trying to get sick. We're trying to keep going, Luke. See you later. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to get just left behind. My goodness. Just cute. Welcome to the jungle. Just driving off <laughs> revving engine. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about it. other fun memories from this spring. I know there's a ton. I was just going to add on with the van tour. I think just a huge highlight for anyone that was involved, hopefully. And as Hayden was talking about, it was just, it was super fun. I think for us as a staff to do that together and different parts of the, the whole trip, because I think something that, something that guys may not see when we're doing our visits uh, with our chapters, we're alone the whole time. And so to be able to do that with other guys on staff makes it really fun and enjoyable and just adds new value that that I didn't get to see before when I did all my my visits in the fall just by myself. And so, you know, for Mac being a previous treasure, for him to really just speak into, you know, one of my treasures at, at my campus when, when we visited them on the van tour and just hearing the new perspective and the insight that he was able to share with him. I'm like, man, this is great. Like this is something that I want to take and be able to share with my other treasures moving forward and just to help inspire them and, and give them encouragement. And so it's just the dynamic of, of hearing and just seeing the different ways in which, in which we lead as LCs, like with our chapters and with different chapters, just having that fresh perspective for mine was was really fun. And one little quick story to add to that. Mac and Kaysen, the three of us, we were in the DFW area and we're uh, getting gas. We got to fill this big tank in this big old van. And I walk inside the gas station because I was finish, finishing up filling up the, the tank. And I, I walk in and, and Mac and Kaysen are at the register just dying. They're just laughing. And I just see a box of raisins sitting on the countertop i'm like what is going on right now and so later I, I i learned that mac thinks it's his wallet to to purchase a couple of items from this gas station and ends up putting out this box of raisins just on the countertop and this cashier was like what the heck is this and <laughs> mac was like y'all take raisins and we were just when they told me this story and i was just dying i thought it was the funniest thing there's so many little, like little funny moments from the van tour but super life-giving i think 
for me and I'm sure the other guys that were part of it and hopefully to all of our chapters that we got to spend time with and, and just connect with and just see what they're doing on their campus was just a, such a blast this spring for me. Y'all ever try to pay for gas station food with raisins? Because I have. <laughs> it's a new podcast question for every guest. Yep. Uh, no, thanks for sharing, Luke. It's amazing. I want to even make the point as I'm asked, like, what are my best memories on staff? And even on just this semester, I just want to illustrate that even within the last two weeks, I've made, it feels like enough memories for a lifetime. Like Luke said, I was with Andrew Butarsi. He's a guy who's coming on staff. He's amazing. He was doing a practice visit with me at IU and just the whole week, guys, getting to connect with guys, guys taking us out to the coolest restaurants in Bloomington, playing basketball with guys, playing volleyball with guys. It's just been super fun. And then this week I'm at Purdue. I got a super jank haircut last night that just spontaneously at 2 a.m. A brother brought out his clippers and, and chopped me up real bad. Even two nights ago, some, some guys from campus randomly knocked on the Bucks house's door and said, we're making a slip and slide. And we all ran outside in the pouring rain, brought a tarp out, threw some soap down, and about 30 or 40 other people showed up over the course of the hour we were out in the slip and slide. I just feel like every night on these visits where – we're constantly seeing new things and getting to experience parts of campus and getting to see what, what guys love to do personally. And them, them inviting me into their lives is just absolutely crazy and wild. And that's even just in the past two weeks. So the past two years for me have been just unbelievable. It's awesome. All right, Andrew, Ethan, what y'all got? All right, AK's holding out. I, I thought surely AK would jump in before me. Bro, um, I'm thinking <laughs> there's just so many things. I don't know. I'm getting it don't got to be your number one. It can just be one of your top yeah. 10. It can be a top five, top 10, top 20. Yeah. I'm like getting my semesters mixed up. I'm like, everything's mushing. It's been a long two years, y'all. So much has happened. Yeah. Look back. Anything can happen from night to night. I don't even know. Ethan, please go because I can't. All right. Yeah, the, the pressure's on to make this a really epic story. Um, you know, uh, a memory that jumps into my mind, I'll, I'll give two very briefly. This is actually one with the staff. It was at our last retreat that we had with all of our pledge captains. On our last night, we kind of had a send-off night for all the guys who were leaving staff, and um, we got encouraged and prayed over and stuff like that. And it went just way longer than we anticipated. And so it was, it was like 1 or 2 a.m., and then most of us decided we wanted to get Whataburger. Um, and so we went to Whataburger, and we were in B. Lee's hometown, of New Braunfels. <laughs> and so we went out and snagged Whataburger. And then <laughs> a classic B. Lee took us to his old field, his old stomping grounds. <laughs> and we sat outside. What was it? Just New Braunfels High School. We sat outside of New Braunfels High School and ate our Whataburger with B. Lee. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unicorn Stadium. Unicorn Stadium. Don't forget that. <laughs> Unicorn Stadium. Come on. Relive the glory days. He was playing with Cliff Kingsbury, he claims. Um, all kinds of stuff. This sounds like the end of Friday Night Lights. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Then someone threw a football to a small child, and then we left. <laughs> well, Mac and Kaysen actually went to the 50-yard line and ate their Whataburger, I think. Yeah, we, we snuck in the in on the field, and we were like, surely they're going to follow us, but they didn't. So me and Mac just sat crisscross applesauce on the 50-yard line, and we just ate our Whataburger. It was a moment. I'll never forget that. <laughs> it's good. And then on my last chapter visit, uh, so 
as an LC, like a lot of the works, a lot of the traveling and stuff like that feels so hectic. There's rarely time to kind of slow down and reflect, I feel like, at least while you're on visits. And so I, I guess the both of my memories are from the last things because I was trying to be more reflective on those um, trips. And so my last visit was at OU, one of the chapters that I'm an LC for. And there were just some really cool moments of of them like showing me honor and love and all of that and kind of thanking me. And I got to thank them as well, um, just for the, the great two years that we've had together and, and stuff that we got to learn from each other. And so in that last visit, there were a lot of just sweet moments with different guys. And not only was it cool uh, as I'm closing down my last visit with OU, but my last visit with all chapters. And so it was a lot of reflection and thinking about past experiences on all that. And Parker Primrose, the president, gave up his bed for me which I think was was just made of cardboard or something. That man, that man does not need much comfort in his life. And then uh, on my last night, his, his greatest way of showing me honor, he'd been talking a lot of smack about 2K. And so we played a game of 2K um, and I beat him 71 to 38. And so Parker, I hope you listen to this podcast and I hope you remember that moment. <laughs> Honestly, I would be honored just to get beat by you in 2K. That'd be great. <laughs> But it's too bad it would never happen. <laughs> That's great. I think for me, there there are two that come to mind. One is Ethan. One that Ethan that just just mentioned was from our pledge captain circle in the Bronfels, and it was that night, the last night that we were at TBRM camps, and we got to just talk together as a staff and send uh, the four four of us: HB, Ethan. Mac and myself were sent off and the staff was just so like kind and fun and affirming, just sharing memories, sharing such kind words about each other. It left me looking back on the last two years of the time I spent with all these guys, whether it was two years or even just one year, which made me realize, wow, like these are some people that I've gotten to grow with, gotten to have way too much fun with, done some stupid stuff with, done some really mature leadership things with, like gotten to just experience so much life with. And so I'm a big, like anyone who knows me knows I'm a big emotions guy. So like you get me in a room talking about like thoughts, feelings, I'm just like, uh, this is my personal heaven. Let's go. So it was just sweet to spend time with those boys and reflect and just receive honor, but also honor them in that night. And then the second thing that comes to mind, honestly, I don't even know if this was spring 2021, but I'm just going to assume it was and just say yes. But there was a night I was in Athens, Georgia with Mac Farr. And we were supposed to, I think, I don't even know what we were doing. It, we, maybe it was like halftime of a game or something. We were supposed to go to Smoothie King, which is like three minutes down the road. Go get smoothies, come back, resume watching the game with some guys. And we literally left for Smoothie King, realized it was closed. Had to go to another smoothie place on the other side of town, realized that one was closed. And then for some reason, we had bangers, like the, like it's a dog that's like, big deal like everyone's favorite dog in the chapter he was in the truck with us and he's having a heyday like not really wanting to drive around town but he's stuck with us and we go we go to a dorm on campus and we end up to this other place on this other side of athens and it turns into like a whole three hour ordeal and i was like bro i just wanted a smoothie that was like three minutes away but here we are three hours later coming back to the house going back to stucco and we're just like okay what is what just happened but as anyone else on this call could actually describe if you're going to hang out with mac far you really don't know what it's going to turn into it could be a five minute deal 
that turns into like a five day trip. And next thing you know, you're five states away. And that's just how it goes. But yeah, that was that was a really fun time. And it's just pretty, I think it's pretty characteristic of friendship with Mac. But I could say a lot for friendship with any of these guys on staff. It's been a blast. Hey, that's a two-way street, AK. Anytime you're with AK, you know the same thing is possible. We leave for five minutes and we end up <laughs> hanging out with the most famous dog in the nation, going We're, to the tree that owns itself, a legal loophole, weird, just weird Athens landmarks, climbing on parking decks, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And just no shame coming back three hours later when the guys want us to see we are slow. we're just dipping into just an encouragement fest up on this podcast it's about to happen just some boosting one another we, we gonna stop that right now uh, i think the big takeaway it's fun just to say like life with jesus is both fun and goofy and wild and it's also full of some really deep encouraging life-giving moments and i think those things happen so together so it's such intertwined fun and life happens together as a, on a as a Buck staff member, and it's I think it's how life should be, and I think it's our hope for fraternity across the nation that each guy who's a part of Bucks gets to experience this like full, free, fun life that Jesus offers, but also the deep, rich, known, loved life that He offers too by being in community. And I think on national staff, you get a really sweet taste of it with like a lot of guys who know that Bucks is imperfect in its execution, but what it's chasing after is worth it, and it's rich and good, and so. I think that's a big takeaway as I hear about like memories and there's way too many. There's so many. It's just too many. But I want to, we can go to a next question and maybe we have final two questions we want each LC to answer and I'll let uh, Kaysen throw those out and we can try to be brief, but also not rushed in these. Yeah, these ones are going to be a little bit more serious. This next question I got for you guys is uh, specifically about leadership. What is one leadership thought or principle or idea that you want to share with not just your chapters, but everyone who's listening to this podcast, something that you've learned in your time in leadership? It doesn't have to be as a leadership consultant, but as an officer for Bucks or any time before or after that. Something that I've heard recently that I agree with wholeheartedly is a phrase, Visibility plus availability impacts or increases your credibility. What does that mean? Visibility, the state of being seen or being able to see. Just essentially, are the, as a leader of people, like how often do you see your team, staff, or employees, or whoever you're working with, how often do they see you? Do they know that you're present? Do they know that you care? Availability, what is that? As a leader of people, do you feel like you provide timely feedback, input, advice, whatever, perspective, whatever it is to your people? Are you communicating constantly? Are they able to communicate to you? Are you able to, are people able to get a hold of you? What does that look like in terms of being available to your people? And thirdly, your credibility. What does it look like in being able to share vision or being able to just say something that's received? by the people you're leading. I believe firmly that if you are consciously thinking about your visibility and your availability and how to honestly steward those things well with the people you're working with or the people you're leading, then they're 10 times more likely to follow, to listen, or even just feel cared for by you as someone who's leading them. And so um, as I give credit, I heard this from from a friend at Gwinnett Church and uh, he share that with me in the context of worship leading. But it's something that really does translate to so many different other places besides just the stage. It translates to, to businesses, 
the church, to school, to whatever, anything. Visibility plus availability impacts your credibility. And with that, I think another way to say it is if you're able to build a bridge of trust, that bridge is more likely to withstand the weight of truth. People trust you, they're more willing to listen to you. And with that, there's a really healthy relationship to go off of. So I've seen that in chapters, and I think I'll see that for the rest of my life. And it's something I definitely choose to live by. Okay, bringing the truth, man. He should be standing up on his 10 toes because he's preaching, but he's sitting trying to, he's got, he's, there you go. He stood up. Shoot. Let's go ahead, Ethan. I know you had something to share, so go for it. I think from what I've seen, the most vital aspect of leadership, at least for me, is putting others' needs and just others' selves above your own. And so I think it looks like a lot of different things. I think some people take that. I think that's a, like a pretty widely understood concept, right? If we look at Jesus, he did not come to be served, but to serve. It's the, the paradoxical servant king. A lot of people understand that conceptually, I think, and a lot of people will turn that into, okay, then I'm, I'm just going to work crazy hours and I'm going to grind and never sleep. And then they become really unhealthy people and unhealthy leaders. And I think that sometimes it does look like that, sacrificing your time and your own needs at times. But ultimately, I do think that rest is also vital to us to be healthy leaders and to be able to put others' needs ahead of our own. And so I think Putting others before yourself can look like a lot of different things, like being empathetic and extending grace, right? When guys on your team mess up, um, when guys that you're in leadership, not, not just guys, you know, guys and, and people mess up and you're leading them, what's your response? A lot, a lot of guys have the tendency to fly off the handle or get frustrated or, or just be disappointed. But rather, if we can respond in grace, and like AK is saying, see what the need is of these guys, see where they are. If they're having a hard week, do we, do we even know that, right? If they're struggling with school or if they're struggling um, with family things, are we aware of that? And are we extending grace on behalf of those things? Um, I think that putting others above yourself means understanding other perspectives and receiving feedback and adapting to that feedback, right? Like, do we respond well to people who think differently than us or approach problems and situations differently than us. Uh, I think that we, by and large, have a problem with just arguments and disagreements. People rarely accept people who disagree with them well. And so I think that's another absolutely essential part of putting others before yourself is understanding other perspectives and being empathetic to those perspectives and those issues and all of that. And I think they always say leaders are readers. And I think that's really true. I think that, that just, we just need to be reading. And I think that means the Bible and, you know, books on leadership and faith and all of that. I think it even means reading stories and novels. I think reading a written story deeply impacts the way that we can think about things and even just like our viewpoint on other cultures and people in the world. And so, yeah, leaders are readers and you know, put others before yourself. Let's go, E. It takes effort to serve and give our lives away, and we got to be thinking about that. And then freaking pick up a book. Don't be scared of some texts. Don't live into the cliche. Just just get in, grind into those books. Don't be scared of stories. I love stories, so I'm all in, E. Yeah, that's a good word, E. You got me hyped right now. 
probably the thing I've grown the most in over the past two years on uh, Buck's staff has been initiative. I don't think two years ago I ever would have spent weeks planning what is a logistical nightmare and financial and all this stuff and then come up with a van tour part two proposal, having not talked to anybody and then just send it into Billy and Jason Hoy. But because of the culture that we have on our staff, I think Brian emphasizes that well. And I think I look to Luke Smith for his crazy initiative that he has. Um, so if you're one of my chapters, I've probably talked about this this semester, how our generation, really millennials and Gen Zs, have the biggest, you know, the toughest time with initiative in the workplace. And I think that that extends to in the church and just in our lives. I've seen firsthand what super strong initiative um, from the guys in my chapters can do, guys who are not afraid to be creative and shake things up and without being told what to do, just go ahead and make things happen and make Bucks a better place for their men. Um, so come on, big initiative guys. Yo, I'm all in. I love talking about initiative, Matt, because I think that's the first step towards like just having influence. I don't think it takes a ton of like being perfect. You just literally have to be somebody who gets the ball rolling and does something. So yeah, that's something I feel like Jesus taught me and keeps teaching me years and years over and over and reteaches me. Yeah, that's good. I think like a leadership kind of principle that I've learned and thought about like my time on staff and my time like leading a Bucks chapter university internships, jobs, everything is can be boiled down to two statements. It's uh, follow up and follow through. And so how do, how do we follow up with people? Are we, are we writing thank you notes after interviews or writing thank you notes after conferences? Like shout out to just an example, Parker Primrose and Lane from UT chat. I got thank you notes from them after conferences this year. And just like, was so impressed with that. And so those go a long way, guys. Um, you don't, you don't understand how much they mean to people. And so how are we, how are we following up with people after we interact with them? That doesn't have to be a thank you note. It could be a phone call. It can be a text, but how are we checking in on people? How are we thanking people? How are we doing that? And then lastly, follow through when people are, are asking you to, to track things down. Like when a chapter is asking me to track something down as an LC or if, you're a student and a professor is asking you to track something down. Are we following through and are we executing? It's really easy. Like I think a really common example in Christian culture is someone says, hey, I got this going on in my life. Uh, will, you, will you pray for me? And you'll be like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And like, we never really get around and pray for them. Like, no, let's follow through. Let's pray for them in that moment. Let's pray for them later. Um, and so that's what's really been on, and on my heart and a, a leadership principle that I hold close how do we follow up with people and how do we continue to follow through and uh, yeah, just be reliable and execute when we need to execute things. Yo, little do y'all know HB is a man who lives that freaking principle out. He is the just follow up man, the king of it. Not, not king of Kings. Remember we're not, no, that's, that's Jesus. <laughs> well, no, that's right. <laughs> it's a good word. Appreciate you sharing that HB. Who else we got left? Yeah. I think, I'm the last one. I don't know how to follow follow up with these boys and all that they've shared, but I think something that I've just learned in my own life is just the power of relationships and how that can be used within leadership. I think I've always considered myself a pretty relational person, but I never really tie that into what that can look like in terms of leadership and how powerful that really is. And so I think just like looking at what all these men have talked about with building trust with people, taking initiative, like all of those things, it starts with a place of, of a built relationship with someone. And, and that takes time to do, you know, 
to get to know people, hear their stories and hear their quirks, just figuring out how you can best serve them and just taking the time to really hear them out. I think for us as, as LCs, uh, we get to hear people's stories and like specifically with presidents, just hear what's going on in their lives and what's going on in their chapters on a weekly basis on our calls. And I think just to be listeners and to build those relationships, I, I get a lot of just encouraging feedback on, on how impactful that is on men of just being there, being present, having that relationship built, because I think it oftentimes it goes a lot further than we expect or anticipate. And we can take people to places when we have that relationship built and we can invite them into the things that we're doing and allow them to see what maybe in the direction we're, we're trying to go. And that doesn't happen without healthy, solid relationships that we build with people. And again, that takes time. It takes a commitment to do. And it looks different for every person and how we build relationships with them. So it's it's simple, but it is a part of leadership. And uh, especially within fraternity, that's been something cool that I've gotten to learn and just really dive into for my own life uh, as I've seen it in my leadership as an LC. Yeah, and I've heard people sum that kind of idea up and you can't love what you don't know. And even to extend that principle, the deeper you know something, the more deeply you can love that. It's the idea that like when someone who doesn't really know you and they're like, hey man, love you. And you're like, why does that mean very much to me? It's because you don't really know me and you're just saying that. And so there's this a deeper knowledge means a deeper ability to love and pour love into and serve. And so I think that's great. Yeah, I'm thankful for how just like each of you guys, God has taught you unique things and carried that and how y'all brought that to staff. And though we got some new studly, amazing, hunky new staff guys coming on, that the things that you guys kind of share, I feel like come out of each of you, we're going to carry that forward with those guys. So thanks for that. I know Kason's going to throw out this final question that we're going to end on for each of you guys to share real quickly what you got for our men. Yeah, so it was great to hear all you guys like uh, big leadership principles that you guys are learning and implementing in your life. But I'd love to get a little bit more practical, a little bit more here and now. What can I be doing right here, right now in my life to start being a better man of God and a better leader? So I'd love to hear from you guys just what what's one habit or, or rhythm or even maybe an app that you're using on the daily or, or just regularly that's helping you walk with Jesus better and something that a, a college guy can use this summer, whether they're taking classes or maybe they're off, maybe they're working, just to keep that walk with Jesus when they're maybe away from, from their college community. I know you asked for practicals, but I'm actually going to not give a practical. Um, <laughs> so I think... Kind of what I want to highlight here, just when it comes to to habits and rhythms and and spending time with the Lord, I think I think what we need to understand as as followers of Christ is there's a difference between like motivation to be in the Word and prayer and to pray and and discipline, because we're not always going to be motivated. We're not always going to like run to Scripture and be super excited about spending uh, time in the Word and super excited to pray. But how? How are we setting up systems? How are we setting up rhythms? How are we setting up daily habits um, to discipline ourselves better? To say, okay, I'm not going to start my day until I read until I read the word or until I pray. And so I think it's it's really important to know and like to not feel shame either in the fact that like, hey man, sometimes this is hard. Sometimes this is going to look different. I think we don't need to like use that as an excuse either. That like, oh, I'm just not motivated today. How do we set up a system? where it's about being disciplined. So yeah, I know you, you asked for practical, but I'm usually a practical guy, so I didn't, I didn't go there. I, I can only share that because I, I feel that in my own life. 
it's something that I've been thinking through and, and walking through and praying about just recently is how do I not use lack of motivation and busyness and all of these other things as an excuse and just establish real discipline in my life. And so just what I wanted to share with you guys. Also, HB's kind of leadership principle is pretty practical. Hey, follow up. Just don't be. Don't follow be up like, with God too. Don't forget him. <laughs> That's right. All right, shoot us off. Who else are we going to go? We're going to round robin this sucker. App real quick. If you're wanting to have good rhythms in your prayer life this summer, Lectio 365. Gabe knows what I'm talking about. Uh, it's transformational. Tell them. Tell them <laughs> about it. <laughs> Oh man, it's got a morning, morning and a night, uh, nightly rhythm of people. Um, usually, like it's like a British speaker, man or woman. So, I've joked in the past, man. How's how's the spirit not moving when a British man's is just speaking words of truth, and it's just awesome. Anyways, that's kind of weird. Uh, just taking scripture, taking like other forms of prayer, like old prayer and breaking that down, just using that time to reflect um, as this person is speaking through this app and just using it to meditate, to reflect, to pray into certain areas. It's really helpful. I hope I described that well. Maybe Gabe can describe it in a better way, but amazing prayer app. That would be a great app for this summer and super practical and simple step for the summer is, you know, who, who are you sharing life with in terms of just if it's on a weekly basis or meeting up with, with someone regularly over the summer, I think I see a lot of times with for guys and bucks, you know, you have your community, you have the men that you go to on campus and those relationships are full and, and great. And then you go home this summer and a lot of times guys are alone. They're not in that same community. They don't have really anyone that's checking in on them, keeping them maybe accountable in, in other in some areas of life. And so who is someone that you can regularly check in that is going to keep you accountable, that is going to keep you centered on goals and ways that you want to grow closer with Jesus? Who are you inviting into your life, into those spaces to have those conversations regularly to keep you on track moving forward? Because it's easy to just withdraw and pull away and, and do a break of summer or winter just by yourself. And, and that's hard. It, it can be challenging. So who are those people that you're inviting in to, to help you grow closer with Jesus in that season? Heck yeah. I want to echo that. Absolutely. Find your people. Luke, you're so right about that. Find your people that you're doing life with people who you're checking in with people who hold you accountable, but also people who are just friends, like people you can, you can share just about anything with because there's so much value in that that's a gift and if you really think about it even going back to the beginning of time like we we know we were always made for relationship one because god said it's not good for man to be alone but even god himself father son holy spirit always existed within relationship with himself which is some crazy trinitarian stuff that kind of goes over my head and maybe over some of the heads of people listening but it's, it's crazy to just think about. We were always made for relationships. So with that, we ought to be walking in that every day. So find your people. Secondly, I'd say if you guys have never heard of an app called Messenger X, it's actually an app that was developed by John and Lisa Bevere, who are some really notable leaders in the faith. And I just actually came across this app here recently, but it's got so much content on the front 
topics and different things, whether it's identity, intimacy with God, freedom, um, freedom from addiction, whether it is just like learning how to read the word, anything. It's a really awesome app. It's got a lot of stuff in there, a lot of teachings, a lot of videos, a lot of resources. And the best part is it's 100% free. So if you're looking for something that's got a lot of different things for you to dive into, that could be like a safe starting place just to take your faith to the next level and not grow complacent over the summer, that might be a cool app to check out. I think those are the main two things that come to mind right now. Otherwise, I could ramble all day. That's right. Thank you, AK and Luke, for sharing something practical. Any guy who would not share something practical just really makes me frustrated. Uh, <laughs> I'm super un, I'm super not practical guy. <laughs> um, yo, Ethan or Ethan or Mac, what you got for us? I, I want to echo just what I said the first time. I was already giving practicals, man. I was ready for this one. Read. Uh, I, I think reading is big for a lot of reasons. Obviously, read and study the Bible and understand it um, and the context of it and the significance of it and all of that. I also want to say that um, – sorry – I just got thrown off. Um, yeah, it's time spent with the Lord can be more fluid, I think, than we may understand or, or than I used to understand, I should say. Like I, I used to think, you know, time with the Lord was only, you know, as soon as I get up, I go to my desk and read my Bible and then pray or something like that. And I think I've, I've learned in this last year more so than maybe ever before. Um, like for me, I love... Now I love going on runs and going on walks. I mean, that really started at the beginning of quarantine. And initially, obviously, I hated going on runs. Um, and then as I developed that and as that continued, I enjoyed it more and more and realized it as a time of like slowing down and peaceful time, like with the Lord and, and just, you know, running in nature or whatever. Yeah, just spending time with the Lord during that. They say, that humans were designed or, you know, whatever, that we can run longer than any other animal, that we have more endurance than any other animal. Now, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I've never tested it or seen it tested, but, but they say it's true. And assuming it is, I think that it's clear that we can say that the Lord designed us to be active. And so I think that when we are active, whatever it may be for you, you know, running or walking or biking or bike mountain biking or whatever i think that we can really like when we're communing with nature and with the lord and and understanding what we were kind of designed our physical body was designed to do i think that we can be a lot more connected with our creator and with our designer and so that's something that's been really cool and really good for me in this last year for anyone else feeling the same way mac was pointing at himself saying there's no way i can outrun any creature mac is just no, mac's, no. mac's not gonna do it but no, thank you, Ethan, for sharing that our relationship with Jesus isn't limited to sitting and reading. It's also in our runs, in our walks, in our meals, all of that. He's there. So that's that's a sweet, good reminder um, for me and a lot of people. Mac, what you got? Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, guys this summer are going to be doing all sorts of stuff. Guys are going to have internships. Guys will be traveling. Guys will be working at overnight camps, day camps. Guys will be doing mission trips, guys will be working on the farm. Guys are doing all sorts of stuff this summer. And I think he makes a good point. It's good to know that there's not one way to do that right. Probably two of my favorite books we read last semester were The Common Rule and The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. If you haven't read those, they're absolute must reads. Those really helped me break it down 
that I'm not a morning guy. I'm not the guy who wakes up at 6 a.m., puts on a little pot of coffee, and then gets into the gospel because my brain doesn't work. I am that guy, and my rhythms I've had this whole semester, you know, every night before I, I go to bed, I take a reflection of my day with the Lord, and I kind of run through some psalms. I, re- I have this book called Orazio. It was given to me by a former Clemson Bucks chaplain. Shout out, Matty P. Um, it's just a little habit I have every night where I'm, I'm going through the psalms, going through reflections with the Lord. I'm doing that at like 2 or 3 a.m., and that's honestly totally fine for me right now. So over the summers, I want guys to know that there's not one particular way to do your disciplines with God, like he said. And I think also something that I took out of those that I've been trying to do better this semester is just Sabbathing well. And Ethan, I, hit, I think you hit it on the head. For me, Sabbath looks like doing a bunch of active stuff that's worshipful and restful. Some of my best days this semester have been when I've been able to, you know, go back to Athens where I can walk to church, walk to lunch, you know, just enjoy nature, um, enjoy my time with God, and then come back home and put on a record and just have no phones, no cars all day, just have this very withdrawn, yet still super physically active day. So I just want to encourage you guys over the summer to figure out what rhythms work best for you. Know that there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. Yeah, and just, you know, don't think there's just one way you can do it. Mac, I uh, just think it's been really sweet to watch you grow and all that too, to watch you walk more deeply with Jesus and how you rest um, and how you play and that you've just, it's this acceptance of this is how God's wired me and I'm going to offer him that. I'm not going to try to change my wiring. And it's been pretty awesome and beautiful to hear. And I think for guys to hear like, oh, thank the Lord, I'm not failing as a man if I'm not waking up earlier than my friend or I'm not trying to be like Jocko Willink the Marine and wake up at 4.30 and run three miles. You know, it's like, it's okay. You don't got to be that. I know Kaysen, I think, wants to share a couple of things as well. It's practical and things that he wants to share with the summer. And then I can kind of wrap us up after that. Yeah, I've got, uh, this is just an, an app. This is a, another app suggestion that I've really been liking. Uh, I've, I've been using it for almost a year now. It's called Hallow, and it is a prayer and meditation app. So kind of similar to what Luke was sharing before. This one, though, the things that I like about it that make it a little bit more than just a prayer app is it also has some some challenges and sleep stories. Those are two things that I thought were super cool. The sleep stories are just someone with a absolutely beautiful voice reading scripture that you can fall asleep to. And I just, I have loved that so much. Uh, it helps me fall asleep just hearing the word of God coming from somebody who sounds like Jesus, <laughs> like hear, hearing them uh, read God's word helps me go to sleep at night. It's super awesome. Better than staying up on my phone, uh, watching Instagram videos and whatever, whatever TikToks, stuff like that. But the challenges are also really cool. They've got some uh, some challenges that are like uh, a prayer that you do in the morning and afternoon and at night right before bed that it'll send you a notification saying, hey, do this, do this prayer. And it's uh, just a like challenge yourself to be more in prayer more often doing things that are are specifically based on what what you're going through or what you're working through right now. So it's a Catholic prayer and meditation app. I'm I'm Catholic, but you don't have to be Catholic to to enjoy it. There's some really cool stuff on there that you guys can can listen to and learn. Um, one of my favorite things about the faith is just how rich the prayers are available. So there's lead prayers on there too. If you just don't even know what to pray about, uh, they've got plenty of options on there that will will help you pray through whatever you're going through or whatever you want to be appreciatory towards or, or anything like that. So I've really been enjoying it. Uh, it's H-A-L-L-O-W, hollow. Uh, I like it a lot. I love it, Casey. I've never heard of it. And I'm excited to dive into some like night stories and some freaking deep prayers. Yeah. And just so y'all know, everything we've just shared, if it's an app, 
uh, or just, you know, the strongest quote ever. We'll put, we'll drop it in the uh, episode notes so y'all can access that and I make that easy on you guys. The quick things I'll say that I think is really practical and helpful for guys to walk with Jesus this summer or really any time in their lives. I would say, number one, read and pray the Psalms. That is the given me language. It's the, it's the word of God already written there, and it's his word used to pray. So why not grow in your prayer life by using scripture to do it? Whether that's one a day, whether that's this, two a day, one at morning, one at night. Man, take the Psalms, read through them, pray them. I've been doing that. It's amazing. I'd say number two, I don't know how to kind of wrap this all in one, but I would just say like slow down and digest. We love to take in a lot, to read a lot, to cover a lot of ground. And what I have been trying to do every morning when I read scripture and spend time with Jesus is start number one by saying, God, I am meant to be impressionable and this is meant to mold me. So mold me with what I'm about to take in. Let information lead to transformation. And then to end my time and slow down and digest, I typically try to take between two to five minutes and if I'm feeling just real wild, maybe 10, and just to sit in silence and to breathe and to say, God, let your spirit move and speak to me. I mean, let me not just move on. Let me take a moment to pause and just soak it in and, di- and digest what I've just heard. Let me taste and see that you're good in a real practical way. And so I think what I would tell guys to practically do, take on the Psalms as a way to start praying, make prayer less um, of a mountain and scary. And then number two, slow down and digest, but put silence in your life. Pray to be moved by God, expect him to come and move um, and really walk with him. Just go not, like you can literally go walk with him outside or just know that he's real and he's not going to be far off in the summer. He's still a God who can work in wherever you're at. And so that's that's where we are, guys. Summer's here. We're finishing spring 2021, baby. All these fellas have just given a lot of their life to fraternity. Want to say on this podcast, thank you to all you guys. We did that big send off at Pledge Captain Circle, but can't say that we love you guys enough. Um, and we're so thankful and grateful for everything you've done. Shout out Hayden Blake. He just typed a little hot boy summer up into our in our chat notes. And we're getting hype, silently getting hype on the Zoom call. Like we said, these guys are... Yeah, they're special and unique, and we, we're praying that they get to go on to life and just share the kingdom of God wherever they go. And so we're thankful to share them, share their lives, share their quirky stories and what God's been teaching them over the couple years, send them off right on this podcast, give them a chance to get famous. I hope all the mamas are listening, all the sisters and brothers and littles and officers are all coming. Parker Primrose who got destroyed in 2K. <laughs> uh, we just like we just love to have a lot of fun. Hey, we're praying for y'all summer. Uh, thank y'all for listening, and we'll see you on the next Core Leadership Podcast. Peace. Like the cut, G.
Thank you all once again for listening to this episode of the Core Leadership Podcast. Like I said in the beginning, this is the last episode of our first season of the Core Leadership Podcast. So we're taking a few weeks off just to do some planning on what's next for the podcast, uh, what guests can come on, what we're going to do. So we're really excited about that to just take some time off for some vision. Like always, I'd like to take this last moment to talk a little bit about who we are. So Bucks is a lifelong brotherhood of committed Christian men seeking the bonds of brotherhood and unity in Christ through the avenue of a social fraternity on a college campus. Our founding verse is Psalm 133.1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. You can follow us on social media at Beta Upsilon Chi on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. To find out more about Bucks, information about starting a chapter on your campus, or to donate, go to byx.org.